Jesus had some close family friends who lived in a town called Bethany, not too far from where Jesus grew up. It was two sisters and a brother, Martha, Mary, and their brother, Lazarus. Lazarus was sick, and he wasn't the kind of sick that, okay, well, he'll probably be better in a couple of days kind of thing. He was sick to the point of death, so it was serious. When Martha and Mary realized the severity of what Lazarus was experiencing, they immediately sent word to find Jesus, to ask Jesus, their close family friend, to come help. Now, Jesus was about 20 miles away in a town called Bethabara with his disciples. And that's about a two-day walk. And so when Jesus heard that Lazarus was very sick, Jesus turned to the disciples who were with him, and, he, and, and Jesus said something very interesting. He said, Lazarus' sickness will not end in death. Now, the, the disciples at that point, they, they didn't get what Jesus was saying, really. They, they thought, oh, okay, well, Lazarus, he, he'll, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. I mean, he, he's had his vaccines and boosters and everything. He always wears a mask. So he, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure he'll recover. He'll, he'll be good. He'll just get over this, and he, he'll, he'll be all right. They had no idea that not only was Lazarus to the point of death, Jesus wasn't talking about he's, he's you know, just needs to rest this off. Lazarus died. I mean, he died. And knowing that Lazarus was going to die, interesting, Jesus said, this will not end in death. So Lazarus died. And, and the story goes, and you ought to read the story. It's recorded by the Apostle John in John chapter 11 in the New Testament. It's a fascinating story. There's so many details there. It took Jesus four days to get to Mary and Martha where Lazarus was buried. Four days. It's a two-day journey, but Jesus took four days to get there. And there's all kinds of implications there. But when he shows up, Martha's frustrated with Jesus. You'd be frustrated too. I'd be frustrated too. I mean, they're family friends. They're close. And she's looking at Jesus saying, where were you? If you would have been here, this would have turned out differently. Now, spoiler alert. Ready? Ultimately, Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. How's that for, you know, kind of getting you to the, to the end of the story there? He did. He raised Lazarus from the dead. And, and the scripture tells us that many people believed in Jesus as a result. Well, of course, I read that and I'm like, well, duh. I mean, resurrections are not things that just happen like on some Thursdays. It just doesn't happen. And so you witness one of those things and it, it changes you. And many people believed in Jesus. Now, what I want to do, though, is I want to back up into the story, into the part where Jesus was having a conversation with Martha, who was frustrated, and we, we understand why she would be. Jesus says something to Martha that says so much about who he is and so much about what he was all about. And to help Martha understand that Jesus was there not just as a family friend, but as so much more. And he wanted Martha to understand something that you and I desperately need to understand. And I want to spend the rest of our time talking about what Jesus told Martha and what it means. This was what Martha heard Jesus say. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. 
I am the resurrection and the life. Notice, Jesus just didn't say, I do resurrections. I got that in my arsenal. I know how to do those. It's going to be okay. I, you know, I watch this. No, no, no. It, it was more than that. And he obviously did raise Lazarus from the dead. He said, I am. I, it's who I am. I embody resurrection. And Jesus just didn't say, and hey, and I bring life. I bring life. I bring life to the world. I bring life to the party. I bring life. No. He said, I am the life. Who he is. He embodies resurrection and he embodies life, which means when Jesus shows up, that's just naturally what takes place. Dead things begin to come back to life and are given life. Jesus' work is a resurrecting work. It's just who he is and it's what he does. And he goes on and says this to Martha. He said, I'm the resurrection and the life and the one who believes in me will live. That word believe is not believe information about. It is the word that means trust, depend on, put your faith in, rely on. Those who believe in me will live. And even though they die, Right? Like, even though they die, wink, wink. Yeah. And, and whoever lives by believing, lives by trusting, lives by relying and depending on me will never die. So, this is what that looks like. Jesus said, I am resurrection, I am life, and you get close to me and you allow me to do a work in your life. The resurrecting work that I want to do in your life is so big and so powerful and so amazing and so transforming. It begins in this life, and death on earth can't even stop it. Death won't. Stop it. So ultimately, for those who are trusting in me as resurrection and as their life, those who are depending and relying on my resurrecting work within their life as their Savior, you just need to know, ultimately, they'll never die. Because even though they die like everybody else, they will live. What Jesus is describing is the new and eternal life that he offers in himself for all who will receive it. That's what we celebrate on this Easter day. And to commemorate that he knew what he was talking about and to authenticate that he knew what he was talking about when he said this, because that's a bold statement. I am resurrection and I am life. I mean, you better be able to back it up, dude. You better be able to bring it. And he did. Not only did he raise Lazarus from the dead, not too long after that, he died on the cross for the sins of the world. And three days after that, he raised himself from the dead just like he said he would. Amazing. And I love saying this next part. In fact, I love it so much, I say it in some way, shape, or form throughout the year and every Easter. I love saying this part. If you've been around the summit, you've heard me say this before. If you're new to the summit, get used to hearing me saying this because I love saying this. When a guy predicts his own death and resurrection and then pulls it off, you just go with whatever he says. <laughs> you just say, I'm with that guy. I'll have what he's having. I'm with him. And it makes you go back and go, what else did he say now? What else did he teach? What else was he about? What else did he ask us to do? And you just go with him. Because that's what Jesus did. 
And so he authenticated it. He backed it up. He raised Lazarus and then he raised himself. When Jesus said, I am the resurrection and I am the life. He was saying so much about his presence and the resurrecting work he does in our lives when he gets involved. This is not just about an event that we celebrate on Easter. It's so much more. It is an event in past history that actually happened that has ongoing effects to today and now and into eternity forever. It changes everything. See, it begins with a death. I mean, think about it. We celebrate resurrection, but resurrection can only happen if something dies, right? You can't have a resurrection without a death. And so what you get is Jesus's death and then his resurrection. And our faith in his resurrection, our belief and trust in him as the risen savior brings salvation to us. We begin to experience that new and eternal life that death will never be able to stop. And as we begin to experience that resurrecting work within us, like we receive it, like a free gift, we just take it and we receive it. Then as we begin to follow Jesus, it also involves a dying within us. A dying within us. The resurrecting work of Jesus within us involves a dying. Us dying to sin. Us dying to ourselves. Us dying to our selfish ways of thinking and our own ways of living and our own ways of assuming and maybe even our own ways of believing. Yeah, it's us dying to the old way and allowing him to resurrect within us new and eternal life. That's the resurrecting work of Jesus, and death can't stop it. Now, at this point, Jesus turns to Martha, and he asks Martha a very pointed, plain, simple, and clarifying question. He just told her, I am the resurrection, and I am the life. And right before he raises her brother from the dead, he asks her this. Martha, do you believe this? Do you believe this? Do I believe what? Martha, do you believe that I am resurrection? I know you're frustrated. I know you're hurt. I know you're grieving. Martha, do you believe that I am resurrection? And I am life? It's just who I am? Look how she responds. She says, yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God who is coming to the world. This was a huge statement. It may sound and seem kind of bland, like a theological statement, but if you're Martha, raised in the Jewish tradition, by saying, I believe you're the Messiah, what she's saying is, Jesus, I believe you're so much more than our family friend. And then we grew up together and, and, and we went to school around the same areas and times and, and, and we've done family vacations and stuff together and, and Jesus, we're, we're close. But I, I, yeah, I believe. I believe that you are the Messiah. 
And for a Jewish person in that context to proclaim that Jesus is the Messiah, they are saying, I believe you're the one that God sent to earth to rescue, not just our people, but rescue the world. I believe that you're the one that grandma told me about and that, and that her mom told her about and that for hundreds and even a couple of thousand years, our people have been praying for and hoping for all the way back to Abraham. I believe you're the one. I believe you're the Savior. I believe you're the Son of God. Yes, Jesus. I believe. And when she said, I believe, she wasn't just saying, I believe the information. She's saying, not only are you my friend, I am trusting in you as my Savior, as my Lord. Yes, Jesus. I believe you're this Messiah. I believe you're the Son of God. So, great question. And in fact, it's such a great question, I want to pose it to you. Same question. Do you? Believe this. Can you say that you stand with Martha saying, yes, I believe this? Not just the information, not just the information about it, right? Like Christmas, people, people who aren't even Christians, you know, they, they know that, you know, Christmas and baby Jesus in a manger. Yeah, 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 yeah. And a lot of people come to Easter that way. Yeah, of course. I mean, I'm in church, right? I mean, I'm here. I mean, why else would I be here? I mean, some of you, you know. I don't know why you're here. Maybe you lost a bet. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm here. And yeah, that's why we got all dressed up and dutied up and I oh, got a new dress and got new shoes. I hope someone notices. No one has yet. And that's why mom's got a ham in the oven. Yeah, of course we do then. Yeah, we're so no, no, no. I'm not talking about the event only. I'm not talking about the information. I'm saying this. I'm asking you, do you believe in terms of do you trust are you relying on and depending on the fact that Jesus is resurrection and life for you? Because when you begin to answer this question, do you believe this like Martha? Do you believe this? When you begin to answer and wrestle with that question, your faith journey begins to take an all new shape. It begins to take clarity. When you begin to answer that question, and some of you immediately may be like, well, yes, I've been believing that for years. Well, awesome. This is a great day of celebration for you and a reminder of what it's all about. For some of you, you're a yes, but you're newly yes. You're like, well, yes, I, I think I do. Yes, well, I'm just realizing that lately, yeah, that makes sense to me. And I'm, this is kind of like the first Easter that it's all kind of come together. Yes, I believe. Yes, I'm trusting in Jesus. Yes, I want to follow him as my Savior and my Lord. Absolutely. That's awesome. Maybe today is your day to clarify that and nail that down. In fact, you could tell him right where you are, right where you're seated, right where you are watching. You could just declare that to him. I believe Jesus. I'm with Martha. I'm with Martha. I believe. I believe that you are my resurrection and you are my life. And I trust you and I want to follow you. Yeah. Now, others of you may be like, well, no, 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 I, I get it and good for y'all, but I'm not, I'm just not there on that. Well, I would say to you, keep investigating, keep questioning, keep digging, do the research because I am convinced that you will find that it is absolutely true. In fact, I am praying that you won't be able to shake the reality of it. I understand why you're hesitant because like we said a few minutes ago, maybe you're beginning to clue into the fact that if I come to Jesus, it's going to involve a dying 
of some things in me. And I'm not sure if I'm ready for that. It may, I may be asked and called and led by Jesus to die to some old ways of believing and old ways of thinking and old ways of living and old ways of doing life. And, and I'll get around to it because I know, I, I know, and I'll at least do it before, you know, I go Lazarus, you know, I don't, I'll at least do, you know, I got time. But here's the deal. Here's what I want you to know. If you're kind of on the fence on this, Hear me very well. You will never regret trusting in Jesus. Never. And you will never go wrong trusting in Jesus. Now, I'm not saying your life will be perfect. In fact, sometimes it's very hard to follow Jesus. And yes, you'll have pain and problems just like all of us, but I can promise you, based on the authority of Jesus, that you will never go wrong and you will never regret trusting and following him. Never. Do you believe this? And maybe you're like, I, I want to. I really want to. I'm trying to, but I got all these questions. Well, you know what? Get in line. I got questions too. Come stand in line with me. Come stand in line. I got questions. There's all kinds of things about God I'm learning. All kinds of things about Jesus I don't even understand. And about life and even about my own life. Yeah, Martha didn't understand it all. But here's the key. Are you willing to respond to what you do know? Are you will? I got questions, you got questions, and we're all gonna have questions. And trusting and following Jesus involves a lifetime of learning and growing and changing. But are you willing to respond to what you do know? That's what Jesus is getting at saying, Martha, do you believe this? I'm the resurrection and I'm the life. She heard Jesus say that. And even though it may have taken her years to fully embrace the depth of what that meant, she was ready to respond to what Jesus asked her. Yes, I believe. Do you believe this? Are you ready to respond? Well, Jesus gave us a way specifically that we can respond. Jesus gave us a powerful and beautiful symbol for us to engage with and to do when we're at the point in our life when we say with Martha, yes, I believe this. I'm trusting in you, Jesus. And it's something that Jesus followers have done for since, since Jesus. I mean, centuries, a couple of thousand years now. And it's a beautiful symbol that identifies us with Jesus' death and resurrection. You may have guessed it. If you've been around church for any amount of time, or maybe if you're new, you still guessed it. Baptism. Baptism, beautiful. Baptism's powerful. Baptism is the picture, get it? It's the symbol of us identifying with Jesus's death, going down into the water, and coming up out of the water, identifying with his resurrection. And when you do so, you are proclaiming to the world, I believe, yes, I believe this. I am trusting in Jesus. Paul, the apostle in the first century, he explained it like this. He said, we were therefore buried with Jesus through baptism, into death, going down into the water. In order that just as Christ was raised from the dead and we come out of the water through the glory of God, we too may live a new life. Do you see that picture? The beautiful image of, of people saying, yes, I believe this. And many of you, many of you have taken that step. You are trusting and following Jesus and you have proclaimed it to the world. It's a very personal thing, yes, but we are asked by Jesus to make it public. Take this personal decision to trust and follow Jesus and let the world know to say, yes, I'm with Martha. I do believe. I trust Jesus, and I 
want to follow him. And I'll let everybody know about it because he is my resurrection and he is my life and he is doing a resurrecting work in my life and I want to participate with everything that he wants to do. That new and eternal life. Many of you have expressed that through baptisms. Others of you though, baptism is your next step. And you really ought to get baptized. You really ought to do that. You, if you, that's your next step, if you've never been baptized to publicly proclaim that you're trusting and following Jesus, I encourage you to be baptized. Invi- in fact, I invite you to be baptized. Let me take it a step further. I invite you to be baptized today. Let me go one more. I invite you to get baptized now. Like now. Like now? Like, yeah, like now. It's Easter. I know. And now, but I got Easter duds on, clothes, and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't we, we know, and we got you. If you want to get baptized today because you're ready, here's the deal. We got t-shirts ready for you, we got shorts, and we got towels, and we'll make the time, baby. We will figure it out. You want to get baptized in the next few minutes, when, and, and I'm not done yet, but in the next few minutes, we get ready to sing a couple of songs and, and worship Jesus through music, the resurrected Savior. It's going to be so awesome. You have an opportunity to get baptized. What you do is when I start praying in just a few minutes, go to the back of the auditorium. Our staff will be there to receive you and help you get changed real quick in a T-shirt. Shorts will give you a towel, and then you come up here, and, and, and we will... We'll we'll baptize you and we'll celebrate together that you are ready to say, yes, I believe this. Yeah. I mean, mean, listen, there's nothing magical about the water. It's just water. Great. The magic happens in here. That's where the change happens. But baptism is letting everybody know. Everybody know. I trust and follow Jesus. And maybe, maybe you're going, you know what? I could, I could use a little refresher. I think I'll get a redip or a redo, kind of a redunk kind of thing. Help my business go a little better, my marriage, maybe my dog will start listening to me and stuff. No, 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 no. That, you, you miss it. That's, that's not the point, not the point. Okay, you misunderstand. I'm inviting those of you who have never taken that step to publicly proclaim your faith that you believe that you're trusting in Jesus to consider being baptized, and we will celebrate with you. That courageous step of trusting and following Jesus, we will celebrate with you. Even if you're a middle school student and high school student, we invite you, right? Adults, we invite you. Now listen, we have a whole separate, this is such a big deal here at the summit, we have a whole class designed for children, elementary age children, who are interested in baptism, and we take them through this whole class, and then they, participate in baptism. But for you today, here and today, come on, now is your time. Again, I'll remind you, we got t-shirts, we got shorts, we got towels. And it's been raining most of the week anyway, so when you walk out, people will just think, yeah, they got caught in the shower again. (laughs) I didn't think it was supposed to rain today. And while you're thinking it over, if you're ready to publicly proclaim that, yes, I believe this. I have one more question. I have one more question. For those of you who are trusting and following Jesus. And maybe you've already publicly proclaimed your faith through baptism, identified with Jesus' death and resurrection. I have one more question for you. Are you living like you believe this? You say, well, I believe this, absolutely. I I know, but are you living like you believe what you say you believe? Are are you living like that you are participating in the resurrecting work of Jesus? Because remember, it involves a dying 
And if you're following Jesus, it's a constant and consistent dying to sin, dying to self, dying to selfishness, dying to my old ways of thinking that creep back up, my old ways of living that want to come back up. And, and, and participating in the resurrecting, changing work. And it affects everything. There's not an area of life that trusting and following Jesus doesn't affect. The, resin, the resurrecting work of Jesus affects everything. It affects your relationships, your marriage, your parenting, your friendships, how you treat your enemies, and how you get along and don't get along with people. It affects everything. It affects your job, your career, your finances, how you handle the past, how you see the present, and it prepares you for the future. It deals with money. It deals with pain and problems. It affects everything. There's not an area of your life that will go unaffected when you are living like you believe this. He doesn't just do resurrections. He is resurrection. He doesn't just bring life. He is life. And he is doing a resurrecting work in your life. Do you live like you believe this? For many of my brothers and sisters here, today is the day that you need to remind yourself what you believe, what you really believe. Remind yourself, refocus, reorganize your life around what it is you really believe, that Jesus is resurrection, Jesus is life, and yes, I believe this, and yes, I'm gonna live like I believe this with the help of God and the help of God's spirit within me. And for those of you that are ready to publicly proclaim your faith in Jesus and say, yes, I believe, and you're ready to publicly proclaim it through baptism, I'm getting ready to pray. Now's your opportunity to go to the back of the auditorium and our staff will tell you what to do next as we sing about the resurrected Savior and we continue to celebrate and worship together. We would love to celebrate with you. Let's pray. Our Father, thank you. Thank you for the simplicity and the power of this truth. Thank you for the pointed question that you asked Martha. And thank you that John wrote it down so that we could wrestle with it too. Do we believe this? And for every person who is answering that question for the very first time and they're getting it and it's clear, may you settle within their heart and their mind that you are their savior, that you are their forgiver, that you are their Messiah, the son of God that came from heaven to die and raise again for them. For all of my friends that are getting ready to take this step, to publicly proclaim that they believe this through baptism. Father, give them courage as we celebrate this very, very important step that they're about ready to take and that they've already taken in their hearts and their minds, but they're ready to publicly proclaim to the world. And for all of my friends here who have been following you and trusting you and journeying with you for years, may we live like we believe this. May our lives reflect that we know you are the resurrection and you are the life and you are doing a resurrecting work in our life and help us to participate with it all along the way. That's ultimately what we celebrate on this Easter weekend. Our risen Savior, 
alive and at work in the world and within us. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.